Ah, welcome to a Friday and Valentine's Day for all you lovers out there edition of Talk Insane in the HOV lane. Excited to be on today. Um, but before we get to anything, this podcast is brought to you by BT Grills for Reels. That's right. We got our first official sponsor that has paid. Um, sure, he paid two Jack in the Box tacos, but you got to start somewhere. And I really feel like with this purchase and this vote of confidence by a sponsor that that we've made it. We've we've gotten past the trolls. We're starting to make some real skrilla here. And, you know, I just want to thank everybody out there who uh, has been supporting so far. And um, just know this couldn't be possible without you. So, BT Grills for Reels, uh, give him a follow. Great barbecue recipes if you're looking to spice up your kitchen, spice up your life, spice up your culture. He's got just the, uh, the ingredients for that. Um, so thanks again to our sponsors. And uh, so for today's, for today's um, podcast, we got a few things. One, I'm going to talk through a little bit of Seinfeld thoughts. Uh, nothing, nothing breathtaking. Uh, there is the, the finale to the, the age-old question, what is the guy doing outside of the Disney offices? Um, so we'll get to that. Then I'm going to do a little Valentine's edition of the NBA. Some things I love. Um, so, yeah, let's just uh, dive right in. All right. So, as a lot of, a lot of people out there know, um, recently there's been quite an interesting... Um, I don't really know what to call it, but there's, there was an event something that's been happening to me every day as I come in and leave work. And that event is there's this guy and he's standing outside of the Disney offices. He's on the corner. Um, usually got headphones, a book, something like that. But when I show up to the office, he's there. When I go out for lunch, I see him. When I leave the office, he's there. So this leads me to believe and has been confirmed by others that he stands outside the office for eight to nine hours every day. First day, I was like, okay, that's weird. Second day, wonder what that guy's doing. Third day, same thing. Next thing you know, a week has passed. A month has passed. Now two months has passed. Which means this guy, for 40 hours a week, for two months, has been standing outside. And so it's been quite the the topic around my office. People are wondering what, what's happening. And the other piece to this um, is that a lot of people say he looks like me. He's a tall white guy with a beard. And I guess that's all that really, uh, that's all my features. That's all that it takes to look like me. But I don't necessarily agree. But what that means is every every day, Two or three people from my floor come up to me, or two or three people they interact with say, hey, have you seen that guy outside? He looks just like you. I thought it was you. So much so that now, whenever somebody starts with, hey, have you ever seen that guy outside? I don't break my stride, and I just keep walking, and I don't look at the person. Um, some people might call that rude, but when it's been said to you, the number of times it has to me, you just kind of brush it off. Um but anyway, back to the story. So this guy has been standing out there for two months. And so 
Last week, I decided to go up to him, see what a story was. And here's his story. He wrote a script, uh, like a movie script or an animation script. He wasn't very specific, a little secretive about it. Um, and so I went up to him, just, hey, I've been seeing you when I'm coming and going. Just wanted to check in and see, like, what your story is and stuff. So he tells me that he wrote a script, and his plan is to sit out here until somebody that can look at the script comes out and introduces themselves. Bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. But um, he... So I asked him to, like, explain it a little bit. And so I guess it's, like, a live action, like uh, like a Lion King-type thing. And it feels like Disney is the only company that can that can do it. And so... So then I ask him, like, what's your what's your end strategy here? And this is where things take a little dark turn. Um, he kind of got real sad and was just like, I don't know, man, this is like my living. This is what I do. And, you know, I just I really want to get this one done. And I've been writing for a while and I feel like I really got a good one. Um, so I don't know what the, the end of the day is. And then he was like, today's been really rough. Um, and I mean, just think about standing in the same spot for two months, 40 hours a week. Outrageous. You think, what are the mental battles going on in his mind? Um, and uh, so so then I was asking him where he's from and said he just moved here from Dallas. He's like, I just moved here from Dallas. I'm trying to pursue this writing thing 100% and just give, give it my all and living in my car down the street. And, and then at that point, you know, I'm feeling real bad for him, but at the same time, kind of my, my alarms are going off that I don't want to get more involved. You know, I don't want him to ask me to go talk to somebody or something like that. So at this point, I'm just hitting the eject button and just saying, oh man, that's well good for you for standing up for something. I hope everything works out and uh, all this stuff. And, and I got out of there. Um, you know, later, later in the week, I felt bad, brought him a hamburger and fries, but you know, I'm really thinking, what should I do for this guy? Should I, should I send like a, a a counselor from Disney out there to go talk to him, make sure he's he's all right, or like a health mental health professional? Um, I don't know. So you know, not the not the fun story that I was hoping for, but that's the bottom of it. I was hoping to you know get a selfie with him and you know make a make kind of a big joke out of, it. but you know. Not all stories are comedies, and I think if that's the lesson, we've learned. And the other thing is, you know, this is a podcast for the people, by the people, and I felt like I would be doing a disservice to my audience if I didn't get on a microphone and see, hey, if you know somebody that can help this guy out, let me know. I'll I'll slip him a card or an email address. Um, if you're really devious and you want to give them a fake email address and lead them on, that's terrible, but I'll uh, facilitate the transaction. And, uh, you know, this is me fighting for the people. Um, so if you know any, anybody, feel free to reach out or if you have ideas on how to, how to deal with this guy, let me know. Um, yeah. All right. This next section is called love letters. Um, so one thing that's been pointed out to me by a fan, um, the only person that gave me a one-star review on this podcast, a.k.a. my wife, 
is that I'm negative a lot on this pod, and I don't want to do that all the time. So this section is all about love, and it's on the it's on Valentine's Day. So these are my love my love letters to a few players that I really enjoy watching. Um, starting off, an obvious one, but I feel like I need to say it. Zion Williamson. Good job by you, man. Uh, so here's my here's my love letter. Dear Zion, watching you has been an absolute pleasure. You are so strong. You have a very quick first step. You jump really high. And you're perhaps the most explosive person I've seen since early 2010's LeBron. Thank you. And I hope you stay healthy. Love, Jacob. You know, and the other thing about Zion that I really love is it's I kind of I kind of feel like um like it's really good and I'm happy for Lonzo that he's got Zion in his life. <laughs> he uh he makes him happy. They seem like a good pair together. It's Lonzo's like that one person that you always wanted to find love and you know, it just didn't work out. They kept running into bad girlfriend or boyfriend after bad girlfriend or boyfriend. And and then you see them find somebody that makes them happy. <laughs> and that's what Zion did. Really, really happy for him. So thank you for that too, Zion. Um, my next love letter goes out to another rookie. And I know what you're saying, Jacob. <laughs> you You only love... The new guys. But you guys know how that is. Once the relationship just starts, that's when the uh, that's when the love sparks. And that's when you know, know something's real. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that was. But uh, here's my love letter to John ja Morant. John ja Morant, you are so quick and shifty. It is great to watch you. No one seems to be able to keep you from slicing and dicing defenses up like a fruit ninja. Your jump shot is suspect, but it's going in. And for that, it's been amazing. I once saw you hit a three in James Harden's face and say, tell that mother effer who I am. Your confidence is amazing. I look forward to watching you play in the future. And will you be my Valentine from Jacob? Yeah, it's just been, it's just, he's been crushing it. Um, I kind of thought that it wasn't going to last. I thought he was going to not burn out, but, you know, people were going to adjust to him. And they figure out. He got cut off there again. People keep calling. I'm a popular person. but um, And when people call, my recording gets cut off. Um, so, yeah, that was my John Morant love letter. Um, and for all you people that are, again, saying, Jake, you're just doing rookies. Here's a little nug for you. Alex Caruso. Dear Alex, you have been one of my favorite players to watch on the Lakers. Every time that you touch the ball, it is magic. Thank you. And thank you for giving balding white guys a hero to look up to. And 
you are more athletic than you seem. So good job by you. And be my Valentine forever. I look at Alex Caruso as fondly as I do when I think of the Devin Georges, the people who brought us championships. Trevor Ariza. (laughs) These glue guys that, um, you know, you just love. Rick Fox. Remember Rick Fox? That was a stud. Went on to acting, but when he was a Laker, love that guy. And that's how I feel about Alex Caruso. Um, Hope you like him. Yeah. 
you know what? I'm going to say it. Rondo's blocked, man. That guy sucks. Every time he's on the floor, you know, he'll have like a game or two where he gets a streak. But that's it, man. Everybody's leaving him. Everybody else's team, you know, you think as, as good of a passer as he is, he would make everybody better. But he's such a, a net negative shooter that nobody's out there guarding him. And he actually makes everybody worse because they are helping up him, clogging the lane. Anthony Davis has no room to operate. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of down on them right now. But I'll, I'll talk myself into a playoff tonight. And I'm going to get that uh, you know, we might get somebody. We'll see. Um, so that's that. We got an all-star game coming up this weekend, but who cares? All-star game black. Um, one thing that I am excited about coming up March Madness. I'm trying to get um, a few people on the pod to, to discuss their betting strategies. Yeah, you know, who they like this year. Um, somebody to watch out for. I think the interesting thing is somebody brought this up to me. I thought it was that you know, ESPN does their, their mocks and their top 100 draft records. And there's only two of those people that are projected to play in that NCAA tournament of the top 100 draft process. Or not top 100, they're top 10. Because you've got a lot of guys playing overseas. The other guys are either ineligible for the NCAA, why is it company? And then uh, you've got some guys that are in so I think it's like Nico Mannion from Arizona. Could be one of those guys. And uh the other guy, but um, really interesting that this year is it's usually a lot of it is defined by these one and done guys. But I mean this year is not the case. You know, a lot of people getting pressed, but you know, the top ten lottery picks we're not gonna be able to see them in prime time spots. So I don't know, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Look out for a plot next week. I want to try to also touch on some of the baseball changes. I don't really understand them. The implication. And then definitely want to talk about the uh, cheating scandal. Uh, That's a juicy one. And, and you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the juice to ripen. I'm going to make a juice bite out of it. But I need the, uh, the right partner here to discuss uh, it with. Great. So. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Again, rate and review. Give me a five-star rating. Much appreciated.